You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the latest. NVIDIA's record surge driving others to chase this rally, among them Qualcomm. The company announcing a series of advancements as it works to integrate AI into computers and smartphones through its processors. Cristiano Amon, CEO of Qualcomm, joins us now from the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. Cristiano, what a foot to catch up with you once again, sir, for the second time in 2024. We appreciate your time, sir. I just want to talk about where we are now and where you think this is going. Where we are now, the focus seems to be on large language models, big data centers, and NVIDIA. Talk to me about the next phase of this and ultimately where you and the team fit in. Very good. Look, good talking to all of you. Um, yes, I, a lot of excitement here uh, in Mobile World Congress, a lot of new phones being launched uh, with Gen AI. And I think the answer to your question is we're in the very beginning of the cycle. But like everything in computing, you saw a lot of things starts in the data center starts into the cloud and then go to the distributed devices. And I think what we have seen happening in the cloud for the past couple of years and accelerating right now, we're just starting to see the beginning of that happening in the devices. A lot of new use cases, the, the Gen AI is developing on phones, on PCs, on cars, on industrial devices, uh, and this alongside the cloud. The use cases are a little bit different, and uh, it could create, hopefully, a new cycle that people want to buy an AI PC, an AI smartphone, and I think that's going to be good for the industry. Cristiano, can you describe what the use case might be? Are we still in the process of discovery? Are we in a position where we're sitting here thinking, we know this could be big, we just don't know what it is? Yes. No, this is good. Um, you know, what? what is uh, interesting is you're starting to see some use cases now being available commercially. Some of the devices they get launched. Uh, you, you see things like, for example, live translation. You can call somebody and you speak in English. They hear in a different language. They speak in a different language. You hear back in English and you see those large language models doing translation in real time. Uh, some interesting thing happening on Android with circle to search. I was changing photography. And those are some of the consumer applications. There's a lot of other implications for productivity as well. One of the most interesting thing, and it shows the transformation of our company, Every year we'll come to Mobile World Congress and we talk about a new cellular modem. And yes, we did that. I think we announced the most advanced 5G modem. But the biggest announcement from Qualcomm as the show was an AI hub. And that gave you an idea of how fast this is evolving. We get 75 75 models. We have models from OpenAI. We have models uh, from Meta. We have models in open source where there's a audio, video, image. Those are available for developers 
they can start writing an application, integrate the model to the app, and push to the app store of, um, of Android and starting commercializing those things with all of the Snapdragon devices. And that's shown that we're at the beginning of something very interesting here. You mentioned Android. You didn't mention Apple. And I'm curious, they just announced that they're getting out of electric vehicles and they're going to invest more in artificial intelligence. Will Apple be a competitor or a client in your pathway to really uh, adopt a greater AI focus in your chips? Look, we, we have a relationship with Apple. We're very proud of it. We provide modems, the cellular modems to iPhones. But we don't have a relationship with Apple on the processor. They have their own processors. We really support the Android ecosystems. If you look at all the Android devices in America at the premium tier support by Qualcomm Snapdragon. And uh, we have been working with Google and all of our partners and many, many other companies like Meta and Microsoft with the co-pilot and others. They're providing some of those capabilities. I think this is transforming the industry and we want everybody to join. I think more companies to join, I think more that we're going to see this transition to an AI phone. And it's really going to change how we think about utilizing our smartphones. Christiana, there's a question about the barrier to entry, especially with NVIDIA and how long they can continue to have these profit margins. Understanding that this is a different type of AI technology, how high is the bar for sort of a barrier to entry to really be competitive in this space and dominate? Look, a lot of respect uh, for what NVIDIA is doing. If I look at NVIDIA evaluation, I think it just provides an inspiration and tell other semiconductor companies like Qualcomm what's possible. The exciting thing is what NVIDIA is doing in the data center, when you started to run inference at the edge, uh, for example, into your phone, into your computer into your car, you need a different type of platform that's the platform that is in the data center. You need a platform that it can do this all the time in a very efficient way, and that's that's the Qualcomm expertise. Uh, all the battery-powered devices, that is the area that we always had the best computing platform. So it creates an opportunity for us to replicate that model of AI growth in the edge, and I think the AI hub that you saw with all of the models on the Qualcomm platform and a lot of developers gravitating to it, it's a great uh, starting point. So we're excited about that, and it's an opportunity for all the semiconductor companies with advanced processor to grow with AI. Well, how much is your new AI hub just a replication, though, of NVIDIA's CUDA? It was interesting. It's different, but I think some of the press articles actually said uh, the Qualcomm AI hub, they even referred to that's the CUDA for the edge. So I hope they're right. That's gonna, that, that would be great to be in that position. This is a conversation about the future. Let's have a bit of a conversation about where we are right now. Can you talk to us about how healthy smartphone demand is at the moment and whether the developments that we've just discussed can influence upgrade cycles as soon as this year? Look, that is, that's a very important question, and I, I, I can tell you how we're thinking about it. We're, 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 we're working very hard on technology to create that. Where smartphones is right now, it's stable. I think smartphones uh, had suffered, I think, in 2023 due to the macroeconomics. I think, you know, people postponed buying a new device. It's a mature market. However, we have seen in the beginning of this year that the market has stabilized it. And, and while we cannot predict when is the next cycle, we, what, what I can tell you right now with precision is AI is changing how we interact and how we use our phones. And if eventually, if consumers feel that they need to have an AI phone, 
that will create this new growth uh, momentum for the industry. We just can really precise the timing, but we're busy making sure developers can access the platform and develop all those incredible new use cases. I'm sure. Delicate question, sir, just to wrap up. It wasn't just macro, as you know. It was also geopolitics for the likes of Apple, clearly struggling with a return of a little bit of nationalism in China and some competition as well there too. Do you think you have to pick a country to be in right now, China or the United States, or do you think it's sustainable to say we can be in both markets? Look, we get this question all the time, I think, because of the geopolitics. Here's here's the simple answer. If you are a semiconductor company and you have a leadership position, if you have a leadership position, your product is highly differentiated, you're not in the commodity business, uh, not only are you going to have a big business in the United States, you're going to have a big business in Europe, but you're going to have a big business in China. It's just a function of GDP. So as as the company has diversified and, and went into phones, into PCs, into automotive, um, you, we also saw that expanding our China uh, business as well. We have now a strong position with the China EV market. So yeah. in, in one way, I think... Uh, that, that has, we have seen our business grow in China regardless of geopolitics. And it has everything to do about having a leadership position. Let, let's pick We're up this conversation this closer to November yeah. if we can. Cristiano, appreciate it, sir. I've got to go to the commercial break. Thanks for being with us. Cristiano, I'm on there, the Qualcomm CEO from New York City this morning. Good morning. This is Bloomberg. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.